0: So, I heard on an NPR podcast once that you're not supposed to like as as like a host or like a presenter, tell people when you're not feeling well because most of the time people won't notice. But I'm convinced that that my voice sounds like so congested that people are going to instantly notice. But maybe that's just me. maybe, 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 maybe I'm metagaming myself too much. Not only.
1: This is the 102nd episode of the podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Not only did we announce a Patreon on the 100th episode. Uh-huh. I, I can see you're wondering where the where the fuck I'm going with this. Not only did we announce a Patreon on the 100th episode, we were late for the 101st and 102nd episode. This one's totally on B. Uh, I did not feel good doing the podcast. Um.
0: I feel now, bad now.
1: <laughs> now... We're reusing intros. Did you know that, Joey? Did you know that you've used that intro before? No,
0: I could. I made yeah. it. I made it to a hundred and one <laughs> before I before I thought about before, that's I think that's a testament to me just not feeling well. Like like I I I, I got the cloudy brain. I got the cloudy yeah. brain. Shit.
1: Are you uh? Are, are you okay? Um.
0: So uh, I got so I'm a COVID. I got a COVID test today. It, it's not going to be back until tomorrow. I didn't take a rapid test. I took a PCR test. I don't think I have COVID because most of my issues are very, uh, sinus focused. Very sinus okay. focused. Like, like my nose is running like a faucet. Off camera, there is a very large box of tissues. Uh,. Mm-hmm. And, and and I and I just feel a little cloudy. I'm I'm not hot, I'm not headachy, I'm not like achy or sleeping bad or, or coffee or breathing weird, so like I think I'm okay, but out of an abundance of caution, especially with Christmas coming up, uh I'm like I need to I need to go get tested. Uh, so we'll see how that happens. But today today hasn't been super kind to me. I was fine yesterday. I I've been boosted. So yeah, like my, yeah. my breakthrough infection would be like a super breakthrough. I don't know if that's a thing, but, but I'm but I'm i I'm like mildly worried that that COVID could potentially be in my body and mm-hmm. also ruining Christmas. Because if I have COVID, that means that my parents either have COVID or need to quarantine. It also means that my sister does too. So basically we're 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 fucked for Christmas this week.
1: Yeah. 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 The uh yeah i got boosted uh yesterday in fact uh since i had covid i wasn't sure whether or not like i was gonna get boosted and uh talked to my doctor he said unless you get those uh monoclonal antibodies uh you should get a booster shot um if you do get the antibodies then you are supposed to wait six months but uh that six months figure apparently that's just for the the antibodies which I'm pretty sure it's pretty rare for people to get that, and uh, you know, I just yeah. sold. I, I was in Romania. I definitely <laughs> didn't get any anti- antibodies. That was not available to me.
0: Did did you did you get another Johnson, or did you did you switch teams?
1: No, God no. I got a Johnson because uh, uh, it was the only test available uh, super early when I got it. Um, so I just got whatever was available to me, which was a Johnson. Uh, but this time around, I got Moderna, especially since it's supposed to be effective against the uh, Omicron variant, apparently. So
0: Fun. Well, yeah. uh, and have, you feel okay today? You just felt a little lucky last night?
1: Yeah, I was getting uh, a little bit of brain fog, headaches, um, comes and goes, but uh, I'm doing all right. Great. Not so, too bad. So
0: this is going to be a, just just like a very lightly delusional podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah,
1: just a little bit of flavor, you know.
0: Because like, th- then it's like, okay, Joey, now now transition to the next thing, uh, topic, stuff, news, of uh, stuff. I, I'm like, I.
1: Well, we could actually start the podcast talking about Dota, which is a, a shift for once.
0: <laughs> I did. I was I was laying in bed today and I watched the Team Liquid games, which is you know my 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 priority. My priority, the undefeated Western mm-hmm. EU Team Liquid uh, Dota two team. Just wanted to just wanted to toss it out there. How how how's how's your casting That's been? How's right. your games been?
1: Well, I was going to start off talking about Liquid because uh, I also watched that game this morning. They uh, probably should not have won that game three. Nah, uh, but then again, then again, they probably should have won that game two. Uh-huh. So uh, y- you know, I guess things balance out in the end. But ultimately, they did beat Secret, and they are currently four and zero for the DPC five. as five and zero. Five, five and zero. So they're locked in. All they have to do is play up against like Alliance and like Tickles Nigma. or Cool Nigma. Guys or Alliance okay. and Nigma. What what? One of the weaker teams. That that was in my head. It was like (laughs) Cool Guys, Tickles, and Nygma are all kind of like in the same level in my head. uh, I am not following the Western European DPC super closely, uh, so people. Tickles is doing great. I I have heard that Tickles is doing pretty all right for themselves. Um, In fact, Blitz told me that he thought they were going to lose to Team Tickles, but uh, you know, they ended up pulling through. I believe, uh, I believe mm. Tickles
0: is tied for second place. They are three and one with OG.
1: Damn, go Tickles. Good D- stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, th- th- they are they're doing a good job. If you would if you would ask most people like, "Hey, give me your power rankings for for, you know, Western Europe DPC after 5 weeks." Um, I bet people would not say that the bottom half of teams include Secret Alliance and Nigma.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see people uh, saying Alliance and uh, Cool Guys and, and maybe, uh, yeah, I feel like either Alliance or Enigma is going to be left off of that list uh, for one reason or another. Uh, tickles beat Alliance, enigma and Cool Guys, so that... Kind of, you know, like, they, they're 3-1, and one, yes, but that I feel like that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be second at the end of the season. Correct. Because uh, they faced up against all of the weaker teams right away, and unfortunately for them, they didn't get a chance to face up against Secret uh, in the first week. Like, uh, who was it? Somebody faced Secret in the first week, and they... Uh, OG. Like, kind of a free win. Oh, uh, OG. OG, yeah. Um, which... know that definitely boosts og quite a bit because i just assume secret's gonna be a lot better uh in the second half of the season in fact they already seem better than where they were at the beginning of the season so uh yeah i think uh if you if you if secret is saved for the last half of the season which would be team tickles and uh cool guys uh i'm sorry (laughs) that's all i gotta say
0: yeah that sucks to be you they're gonna finish four and three. They're probably going to to get a a spot in the wild card at the major, and they'll be nice and happy, and nothing will be wrong. But the the real yep. question is, is: is this group shakes up, and you see like the 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 what what do they call it in football? Strength of schedule left. Uh-huh. You're looking at uh, so cool guys gonna be relegated, not locked yep. in, but like you know all things considered, cool guys yeah. gonna be relegated. Yeah. That the other two teams that are like sitting on the bubble, Alliance and Nigma. Now, Al- Alliance still has to play Nigma, right? So that that game is probably gonna be rather important. But after that, Alliance has to play OG and Liquid. So there's a there's a real, real, real scenario where they where they end up uh, one and six.
1: Yeah, one of those teams getting relegated is uh, pretty insane. Uh, That's pretty bonkers. Uh, Seeing as Alliance was top of the DPC twice last season uh, for Western Europe, and then this roster, they're apparently just going to go straight down to lower division, or at least that's a possibility, that'd be insane. And then the same storyline is there for Nigma, right? Former TI7 champions, uh, a team that almost made it in TI through qualifiers, almost made it to TI through the major, uh, ends up getting relegated down to Division Two, and effectively kills much of their hope to be able to go. Like, any team that gets relegated in the first season, it kills their hope to be able to go to TI uh, not through a qualifier. Mm-hmm. They, they, like, they would have to win on the third season. They would have to go back up to upper division in the third season Win that season and go to the major and do very well there. Um, not impossible. Which, yes, not impossible. Not impossible. The, the points are are weighted um, more towards the the third season, so um, that gives them. It makes it more possible. Uh, but I still think that like you just kind of have to assume. I think once you, if you get relegated in the first season, you have to assume that if you are going to keep your current roster, you're playing for TI qualifiers. Like that. That's what you're planning on doing.
0: If Alliance, so I, I think this Alliance Enigma game is going to be like, you know, super important. That's January 5th. So we got like multiple weeks, two weeks, right? Until that happens. If Alliance yep. beats Enigma, this is going to get super interesting. It's going to get super duper interesting.
1: Yeah, Enigma has to play. Let's see, who else do they have to play? They have to play Liquid and Cool Guys. So hard game. Maybe easy game, whereas Alliance has to play Liquid and OG, which is probably hard game and hard game, maybe medium game. Uh, like, I don't know exactly how you would rate OG. We'll see how they look in the second half of the season, but they look good right now. That is not a team that I want to face up if I need a win. It looks like um, they're having
0: fun. Like it, I, yeah. I, I think getting off to a good start – gave them mm-hmm. such a mental boost that they're that yeah. they're vibing, right? Like, th- that team is vibing, and uh, I-, I think we say honeymooning a lot. I don't know if that's the case, yep. because you would want to see them, you know, maybe perform a little bit better. But they've, I mean, they-, they had a great showing at Dota Pit, I think. You know, they're number two in the DPC. They're, they're you know, I'm, I'm a- it kind of excited to watch their games.
1: I think um, the honeymoon phase is... Uh, more important for a younger team, right? Because it gives them confidence. A veteran team, a honeymoon phase, I feel like is uh, it's expected but not necessary. Uh, it's like you're all veterans at that point. Like, do you need the validation? Do you need the confidence boost that your team is good? Like, no. So, you, like, if you're a veteran, you've played against the guys that you're now on
0: this roster with. Like, you already know they're good. So Zai doesn't need this five zero start. Like, he's chilling. <laughs>
1: No, I'm, I'm pretty sure Zai is confident that uh, the, his team is good. And, uh, and same goes to Matumba Man. And, I, and same goes for the rest of Liquid because they managed to get Zai and Matumba Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're not confident about your roster, then I don't know what it, what it's going to take. But uh, Matumba Man, looking like a beast, clutched it for uh, the Team Secret game. Mickey is killing it right now in the, the mid lane. Um, Tundra looks really good. They just won Dota Pit over Team Spirit. This is the first loss the Team Spirit experienced since TI, uh, since the TI group stage, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like pretty incredible. Uh, well played, to them. Tundra. Or, excuse me, they got they, they got knocked down in the upper bracket. Did like you did you watch with,
0: like... did you watch most of Dota Pit? Uh,
1: I watched. An okay amount because some of it was going on while I was awake for Eastern Europe.
0: Um, I gotcha.
1: So it would be like I'd be covering Southeast Asia or Eastern Europe, and there would be Dota Pit games going on. And especially if it was a Division Two game going on, I, you know, I'm, I check out and I, I watch Dota Pit. So because um, again, there's only so much bandwidth. So if I'm going to watch anything, it's going to be the games that like for the highest level of dota matter the most
0: so dota pit was interesting to me for a couple reasons one i thought that the bracket was like seeded in like just an absurd way which i think we talked about like it was almost like random seeding and people looked at it and it's like okay OG, og navi spirit tundra alliance enigma liquid secret like we uh, didn't talk about this we did I don't, I don't,
1: No, oh. it, it was it seated, and I, I actually never looked at it was it seeded in
0: a, a rough way I think that it has to have been random seating because I don't mm. think that any equation would have pitted up. Uh, like at the time, you know, uh, Alliance Nigma were matched up against each other. The two teams like without DPC wins. Tundra yeah. Tundra Team Spirit, OG Na'Vi, <laughs> and Liquid Secret.
1: Yeah, there, there's no way Team Spirit and Tundra match up against each other. After the last time you saw Tundra, they got a tournament win. So uh, exactly, I think there's there's no way you you make that that seeding if you pay attention to the Dota scene it's certainly possible that they just didn't recognize that Tundra won something that was after the DPC and maybe they were just like ah DPC points are the only thing that matters and they ranked Tundra uh, lowest cuz they had the least DPC points maybe that might be it
0: but so so Tundra Spirit match up uh round 1 upper bracket team spirit 20 tundra mm mm-hmm. mhm Tundra wins the event because they make a complete lower bracket one they they only lost a game to Navi they they two owed Nigma. they two owed OG they two owed secret and they then they took three maps three maps well yes three because they won duh thank you Joey they they only dropped one game to spirit in the finals right so like yeah they they basically played and beat everybody at the event.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about lower bracket runs is it means your um, competition is always tougher. Like in order to win the entire tournament, you have to beat everybody. Meanwhile, upper bracket run, like you can dodge some teams that maybe you uh, strategically don't match up well against each other or something. Like um, Secret never ran into OG, for example, out of TI, right? Correct. Um, That that did not happen in the previous years. So, um, you know, and that's because OG made upper bracket runs. Uh, whereas Team Liquid at TI7 or now Tundra with this Dota Pit Tournament make a lower bracket run, you have to face up against all the tough teams. The only teams that you really dodge are the teams that get bounced down to lower bracket right away, which probably means they weren't that good, Uh, which in this case was they dodged Liquid uh, and they dodged uh, Alliance.
0: No, no, they beat OG. they did not dodge
1: OG, yeah. So Liquid and Alliance, like, yeah, Liquid's like, a legit team. Would you look at DPC? So maybe they got a little lucky in that regard. But uh, from what I understand, Dota Pit was a pretty chill tournament for them. Um, for Liquid? Yeah,
0: I mean, what if said you, they
1: just—it's practice. If you DPC look at the is what matters.
0: If you look at the drafts, as someone who doesn't have inside info on that, if you look at the drafts. Liquid did. I would be like, are you guys fucking around a little bit?
1: <laughs> uh, I believe in their match against Secrets. Yeah, a match against Secret. I think the very first game, Zai, apparently Zai was like pick me OD. That happened. I just I just want to practice OD, and they did. Yeah, yes. I believe they first picked it and they lost with it.
0: So it it was uh, it was OD Weaver Ember, Pango Razor, mm. and they lost kind of quickly. <laughs> yeah, um, and then
1: now like uh, it's funny at the beginning of the tournament like Razor, um was valued but certain teams it depends on like they they wouldn't necessarily value it one two um then by the end of the tournament you see team spirit uh picked it twice as their first one two tundra picked it once uh as their opening picks and also the dpc has shown that like razor has also become higher priority in pick orders so uh yeah that's uh Little little meta shift. Razor, very big hero right now, basically.
0: I'm on Team Razor. I think I've always been on Team Razor. I know that some people will be like, he's a little bit boring. Like I like some more flashy heroes, but Razor always feels consistent.
1: Yeah, i have I haven't actually talked to uh, Blitz a ton um, about like meta and, and and stuff like that, but. Uh, I think maybe it's just because Blitz has influenced my way of looking at the game. Maybe that's possible. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we just happen to be mind linked, but uh I, I like all of the liquid uh drafts. I've been a I've been a big supporter of this carry razor for a while. Uh I've been a big fan of the Bristleback carry as well. Nah, I don't know about this Slardar carry. Um that one I'm I'm not not sold on, but uh yeah, I think some of the off um some of the heroes being run by by Liquid.
0: Um, How do you feel about Monkey not... King? Because Aiden keeps picking that, and and I'm never happy with it.
1: Uh, I think Monkey King's. We see a lot of Monkey King in like uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, I think it was. It's like the versatility of being able to run it as a four. It operates like Weaver, and then it's a hero that's like impossible to catch. Um and is able to like scout rotations. It just gives you a lot of information in the game. And unlike Weaver, it gives you a stun. Weaver's better hero, but Weaver doesn't give you a stun, whereas Monkey King does. So,
0: so that's that. that that's some free coaching for anybody who wanted it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So I feel I feel pretty tiled in to uh, DPC. It's like there there's not uh or the meta right now just because there's not. There hasn't been a ton that's changed. The meta has shifted since TI, but not dramatically, um, just because there hasn't been any big patch change. So, And I've been watching so much Dota, obviously, because I've been covering Southeast Asia and Eastern Europe, which I'm done with that now. So I'm finally done living that sleep schedule, and now I'm going to go to Sweden and live the exact same sleep schedule or something similar. I think that it's not as bad in Europe because, he like, Doing Southeast Asia and in Eastern Europe means that you start at nighttime and end in the morning, uh if not, mm-hmm. you know, sometime past noon, which is terrible. Uh at least being in Western Europe and covering NA, you just go late into the night. That's not that's not a big deal. That's so, a typical gamer.
0: So presumably post Christmas, post New Year, you're you're getting over to Sweden and you'll be there through the major.
1: Um, there is a break between the DPC and the major.
0: Oh, is that because China started late and they need like extra couple weeks?
1: No, I think it's just the normal break. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain anyway. Let, let me pull up the Alliance tweet that I've pinned. Uh, I've bookmarked Uh, specifically for this. Because they're the only ones who have put out dates about uh majors and stuff so Thank january you, 23rd wins. is when the dpc ends um i believe the 23rd is specifically for like tiebreakers and stuff and then february 17th is when the first major begins
0: that's three weeks so yeah that, that's yeah a long time. that's
1: three weeks that's that's not that's too much time to just sit there in europe so i'm definitely going to be flying back even if i am invited to the major
0: you, you know uh I'm sure that uh, people are having this conversation in a bunch of different arenas, but are we at this point worried at all about what Omicron's going to do to Dota?
1: <laughs> mm, I'm uh, just assuming that we won't have um, fans. any audience until next TI. Uh, if we do get a major with an audience, like that's cool um but otherwise you know whatever that's That's just kind of what i assume
0: yeah i mean at least around me in our sphere and like looking at you know uh, liquid or production or even just you know los angeles right now i am i am truly mentally preparing myself for something that is you know akin to uh early pandemic times where we're not going to go do anything again. Because there's, even like, you know, anecdotally, I know a lot of people who are sick.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, it looks like that's, I'm going to assume the worst and assume that there's not going to be an audience. Um, To be honest, in some ways, I've gotten used to it. If there is a major with an audience and I don't get invited for it, I'll be a bit sad because I do miss it. But uh, I only miss it when I think about it, you know. So, if I'm at home and I'm tuning into a major and, I, and there's an audience there, uh, I'll be set. <laughs> but, otherwise, you know, it's... it's uh,
0: um, my,
1: my standards is just assuming it's not going to be the case.
0: Can I, can I ask an Arkosh question? Yeah. Uh, so, via what I believe is called the transitive property, Arkosh uh-huh. beat Black and Yellow... Yeah. Which is exciting because now they have a win on the board for yeah. the DPC season. They they may not be relegated. Yeah. Uh-huh. Black and Yellow beat Evil Geniuses. Therefore, Arkosh is better than Evil Geniuses? Correct.
1: Yes, okay. That's true. Okay. Arkosh, who is one in three, is better than Evil Geniuses. Agreed. Uh, yeah, that that win was pretty important for Arkosh if they want to stay in upper division. Uh, I don't know if they do or don't. Upper division gets more viewers. Uh, but if you don't have a sponsorship to back it up, what's the point of more viewers? You know, so uh, who knows? I, I'm not even sure what the tournament organizer would prefer at this point. I, well, I, I just- I'm pretty
0: sure. More money.
1: I'm pretty sure they like having Arkash because it's something interesting. Like I, I've watched the ESL production. Oh, actually, let me get a note on this. I've watched the ESL production. They got really into Arkash, which was like super cool. They played the Arkash song uh, during the commercial break. They, they uh, made like a, a video set um, about Arkash. They, you know, they, 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 they. they basically what, yeah. Yeah. What I, what I get out of it is that uh, specifically the production, because the talent already know. Uh, but I think specifically the production, um, they didn't know what the fuck Arkosh was, basically. Um, and now that they've seen it in action, they're like, oh, okay, this is actually a thing that's cool, uh, and draws viewers. So I, I think they're all now, I think we've sold basically the ESL production on what Arkosh is, um, just by the, the team existing, but uh think they might have gotten a little too into it, uh, whether it's the the talent or the production themselves. Basically, uh, I just I'm watching that stuff and I'm just like, oh no, it's gotten it's gotten too much,
0: like the, like like crest. The, like you're worried about now being cringe by like not by your own like doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. In a way, I think it's just overexposure. Like the the joke to the general community. Uh, some of the people some of the community still like the idea of arkosh some of them don't um uh, but either way the the joke um the the humor situation that is arkosh it has in a way played itself out a bit it's still fun to watch for people who enjoy it but i think the the people who don't enjoy it the joke has played itself out um and it plays itself even faster if like the production and the talent are in on it i guess like uh, all of a sudden, like everybody's memeing about it, so it's no longer like as funny. You know what I mean? Like, I
0: know exactly like, what you mean.
1: <laughs> it's funny. It's funnier when Arkosh is dressed up in cloaks and 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 uh, and doing all this crazy shit with a straight laced broadcast. You know. like that is funnier because it's people who are trying to be like professional and serious about the game but then Arkosh comes in (laughs) and you know uh that that is uh I think in a way funnier than um everybody backing it basically
0: so 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 at least to me a lot of the Arkosh stuff has you know has has slacks behind it and he can like really meticulously choose like and curate what makes it to broadcast, or to air, or to the social feeds, or to whatever have you. Like, that That uh, brand is, is the being... The lore.
1: The lore, yeah. That's cur- another thing that gets curated, yeah.
0: All of that is being curated by him, and making sure, at least to his standards, that what's being put out, he feels satisfied with. As soon as you get to the point where, like, either the production or the broadcast is doing something, he's not over ESL producer's shoulder and being like, no, this isn't funny. Or, yes, this is funny. Right. So suddenly you have your your vision of something creative that other people are kind of, you know, latching on to. And while I think I think there's benefit in it, like, I, I don't think it's it's completely negative. I, I can see, like, why leaning into it could be fun if it's not every oh, yeah. time. So, uh, I but think the ASL production does a is... good
1: job. I, I think they do a good job, and they they made a great video, and like the again playing the song during the commercial break. Oh, that I was excited to see. I was like, ah, hell yeah! Um, but at some point in time, yeah, it, it starts becoming uh, a, a a bit much. Like, yeah, <laughs> as as in as a manager, when I'm like, ah, this is becoming a little bit too much. Uh, so yeah, I, I, when I go there, I'm gonna tell you you guys need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> You guys are overdoing the joke. This is a joke that may continue for the rest of the year. Please <laughs> don't make the community get sick of it. Uh Because it's it's funny when, like, Arkosh, by existing, is forcing itself on, like, the broadcast and stuff. But it's not as funny when the broadcast is forcing it on the viewer.
0: Correct. You know? Yep, 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 right? yep, yep, yep.
1: <laughs> it's funny when the broadcast is like, what do we do with this fucking thing? Uh... It's not as funny when, when the production's like, "Here's gosh, Everybody, you, you don't oh like the goodness. joke? Too bad. Now the joke is in your face. You know, so a uh, little bit concerned about that. So well, when I'm, I'm gonna when I go there, I'm gonna tell everybody, chill the fuck out. Y'all need to stop pushing cause so hard.
0: Um. We didn't really talk about it, aside from, you know, a throwaway joke last week. But um, Evil Genius isn't going to the major. Did you spill your water? Almost. Okay. Good, good, good Almost. job. Good job. So, uh, if you're watching the video version, whoa, whoa, you whoa, can whoa, see whoa. the face. They're
1: not going to the major. That's technically not true. Yeah. That's that's not true. And They're you're... two and two. And Quincy Cruz specifically... Hasn't played EG yet, and they haven't played Undying yet. So they could end up with two losses, and EG could sweep the rest of their group, and then there will be a tiebreaker between Quincy Crew and EG. That is, I think, the most likely scenario where EG gets in.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, yes. So that I is... don't think Arkosh
1: is beating Undying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but Quincy Crew could.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which would have a similar situation
0: because EG would then also basically EG needs to beat whichever team loses between Quincy, Crew, and Undying, and then they have a shot. But, I mean, if EG's dropping games to black and yellow, are they gonna, are they like, are we worried?
1: Uh, You can't, you can't do this. You can't do this. There's a break, there's a Christmas break. And then the rest of the season goes on. I Like when I was talking about Team Secret earlier, you know, the slumbering bear. It's waking up. I don't think you want to jump to conclusions too quickly. It's entirely possible, yes, EG because of these losses and maybe there's shit uh, and they're going to go down. But I think equally, you should not count out the idea that EG is still a good team and is still going to put up a, a very good fight against undying Quincy Crew. And they may just end up uh redeeming themselves in the end. I think it's a fifty fifty. I don't I don't think it's actually uh I don't think they're that far out.
0: Okay. Okay. Maybe I just want this to happen. Maybe I'm maybe I'm projecting my my needs onto onto E. G. For them to just trip over their shoelaces a little bit.
1: I want it to happen too. Honestly, Uh, mostly because it would guarantee if EG doesn't go, it guarantees that Undying does go. Um, So I want to see Undying finally on the international stage that isn't TI and see how they do. Um, And I think it would also be cool to see NA represented by not EG uh, and just see how the field of North American teams does on the international stage. Um, without EG, right? Because it's usually like, oh, EG got second, third, fourth, whatever, uh, and then like Quincy Crew, ah, they choked. They ended up getting eighth, you know, which is still respectable. But it, you, you know, it's uh, if that EG team is replaced by Undying getting second, then NA as a whole just looks a lot better.
0: Can I poke you about uh, SEA or Eastern Europe for for your insight? Yeah, because sure. those are probably the i've watched more south america than i have eastern europe uh yeah. so my my ignorance is is wide um so i know that that tnc basically has a fully new roster right oh uh, yeah, is, is, yeah, yeah. Is, is that correct yeah okay so i'm also aware that they've won zero games
1: yeah they suck
0: is is that just the extent of it like they they is this like a they just team that that signed the wrong people like like is this I like guess. tnc management's fault that like they put together like a roster that that just isn't doing anything because tnc you know for better or for worse is one of the teams you think about when you think about like legacy sea dota right like it's it's fanatic mm-hmm. tnc um so to so to see them struggling over other teams that are like less you know in that limelight just feels odd.
1: Yeah, I think um, TNC sucks. Um, It might be that they couldn't afford to get a better team. That's entirely possible. Um, It might be they just trusted the the wrong people. Um, But pretty much it's it's Febby plus uh, plus four is is kind of how you would look at it from an international stage. Um, mm-hmm. and some of those players i think are kind of legit and some of those players are uh not legit from my perspective um so i think young Gun, for example is not that great uh Yahweh though i think could be pretty good um so i think maybe make some roster changes and this team looks uh, a bit better but uh as it sounds right now yeah they, they kind of suck and they're in the uh they're going to be fighting for the Toilet Bowl. They're going to be matched up against, at some point in time, OB Neon. And uh, both of these teams are um, possibly going to not have a single win. I believe in OB Neon more than I believe in TNC Predator. Let's put it that way.
0: Ooh, so, that's that's rough.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, dude, Southeast Asia is pretty competitive. Uh, Boom looks very, very good. Uh, and Boom versus T1 is going to be a super-hype matchup. I think that uh, Fnatic should have been... uh, You expected them to be a better team than they actually are, Um, but they could still very easily make a very solid third-place finish. Um, Motivate Trust is pretty solid. SMG is pretty solid. Um, So I think... And then Execration, I'm expecting them to... uh, Lose some games, but uh, execration think, is a
0: hard schedule coming up because they need they have they have yeah. Boom and Fnatic and T1 because T1 games were delayed, right? So they yeah. yeah. Um, what what's making Boom stand out? Is it is, is it Tim's?
1: Uh, no, actually, I think Tim's is maybe playing the worst on the team. Interesting. Um, yeah. And people might bristle at that, but I legitimately think that Tim's is not uh, playing this incredible um, Dota that I would expect. Uh, to be honest, it's Yopaj and Fbz. I think the their mid and offlaner are like crazy freaking good. Yopaj is amazing, and I think Fbz, who is like the only person remaining from the Boom lineup, um, Boom basically was like, "Okay, let's clean everybody out, but we're gonna keep Fbz." Um, and he's been their franchise player for the last two or three years now. Um, that that guy's real legit. That guy has a killer instinct um, that I, I think is, is special. Um, Tino it was their weakest link, but he's getting better. Uh, but I think the greatest strength of all is they have Mushi as a coach. And I usually downplay the effect that a coach has on a team because i know from my own personal uh connections that coaches have varying degree of of effectiveness uh on the team that like sometimes some coaches are just there and other coaches are an integral part of the roster mm-hmm. um and and i also know that's like just because you are a former player i know there's a lot of players out there that view some certain former pro players as like mega washed up and they don't know the game anymore right so it, i i viewed mushi as potentially that person okay right? i viewed him as a celebrity coach basically like okay maybe maybe he is going to do some things but if the team goes poorly. You know, I think I could probably blame Mushi. You know, but it's quite the opposite. I think Mushi Mushi is doing all the drafting. He basically he does he does the Chinese version of coaching, where he does the the drafting, and it says he this is what you guys are doing. Um, and he and the team follows through. And I think he's out drafting the fuck out of every other team. Um, and part of that is a little bit of player versatility which is where I would give it to Tims. Tims is able to play all kinds of heroes as four position. Um, so they're able to swap heroes quite a bit. But uh, I, I think Mushi is just out drafting everybody right now. Um, so I think that that is actually maybe their strongest point, when I would usually never say anything like that about a coach.
0: Looking up uh, y- uh, Yopage and FBC's like lookopedias while you're talking, interesting to me that they're both relatively young right like they're both 20 and also like fbz has played you know on boom for three years now and that's really his only team yo has yep. you know he was uh, he was on uh ob neon uh, uh yep. last year and that's that's it so like th- these are two people who are seeing success at the start of the year who don't have a ton to their name which is always cool to see and i know that, that people have been talking about that a little bit more on broadcast is um how, how it feels like for a while we didn't have an influx of, of people who were super performing as 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 younger uh, kids, like like Dota's getting an old man's game. But, you know, watching Boom do well, watching Spirit win TI, watching OG kind of perform right now. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. that that is, you know, counter-narrative to the doom and gloom of Dota being a 40-year-old's, you know, old man have to go to 7 TI game.
1: Yes, NA will uh, die out because of age group, but Southeast Asia, Eastern Europe, uh, maybe Western Europe, maybe Western Europe, and I think that's more of just, there There were just more Dota players there. Uh, NA is the the region that suffers the most from the age gap, Um, especially since NA is already a potential console, like it's a console world uh you know people are playing call of duty uh they're more likely to play first person shooters so fortnite for example or valorant so uh, na is going to be the uh the biggest showing of that problem but other regions definitely not not as big of a deal
0: uh you got you got any cliff note oh hold on before we wrap up uh, sea um I feel like just by virtue of, you know, the news and everything with Fly going over to Talon and them playing with KP and Gabby, that they would be performing better than they are right now, which is currently like fifth place, one and two. Um, Have you you watched any of, of Talon? Uh, they're also like uh, they're, they're like a real org too. Like you know, Talon is yeah. like a like a very seriously a Legends org. Like like this is this isn't some joke team. This is a serious swing at SEA Dota, and it looks like right now it's off to a shaky start. It should should we read more into that, or is that just like a uh, shaky start? No, I think
1: you, I think you could read into it more that I think Southeast Asia has a lot of depth to it, um, and they actually have a very competitive tier two scene that is about as far as i would take it because i personally haven't watched a ton of talent games and i think also again that's full of like experienced players you've got kp fly um who are some older players gabby is obviously pretty well established at this point so um it's entirely possible they come into the second half of the season in much better form but uh i think it's more just a a general like this read this tier two region is very competitive and you shouldn't uh shouldn't just expect uh free maybe
0: the most competitive or is that an exaggeration
1: uh I know China was pretty competitive but um looking at the rankings yeah five, five two teams went five and two so they're into the upper division uh and then there were four teams that were four and three so yeah China was crazy competitive uh and just as easily uh some of those teams could have been in upper division like my man d stones on sparking arrow gaming ah shame d stones <laughs> left out of the upper division feels bad
0: man. he'll get there he'll get there um is, is there any is there any wrap up for for eu with all your your eastern europe with all your your deep eastern europe knowledge i've, I've been sleeping on it a little bit like i've been saying I, I know that like you know spirit hasn't lost a game uh but that's that's it that, that's all I got.
1: Yeah, the TI champs are uh, doing well as expected. Puck champ, I think, kind of ex- expected if you were to, if you had some deeper knowledge of the game, um, you probably expected Puck champ to, to be up there. Um, and then the one that people really did not expect is Hellraisers, who are currently 3-0. Uh, mm-hmm. And they beat Virtus Pro and AS Monaco Gambit. So it's not like this isn't a 3-0 free wins. This is a 3-0 that's very legitimate. Um, Hellraisers came out of nowhere, basically, and is potentially contesting for the major slot again. They were,
0: in, so. they were a lower division team, right? Yeah. Is there anybody on there that I would even know?
1: Uh, Gilger was on Hellbear Smashers uh, for Western Europe. At some point in time, um, some of these guys are I think Watson, for example, was on bait. It's funny. Upper division is full of a lot of former bait members. It's great. Like Dendy is a talent scout. Unfortunately, Dendy does not seem to be able to lead his team to victory as bait is once again at the bottom of the lower division rankings. But he is he does have an eye for legit players. Uh, because upper division is full of former bait players so
0: <laughs> what a great yeah. legacy to have uh oh bait oh i just looked still haven't won a game <laughs>
1: at some point like how much longer do you think because are they gonna buy another slot if they get kicked out again or are they just gonna try and open qualifier qualify again like what? what what what's gonna happen
0: here Dude, I don't know. O <laughs> and pretty yeah. rough though. Owen eight's pretty rough and they've been facing some like other not great teams. So um, God bless you, Dendy.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh I think um Eastern Europe is fairly competitive as well. Um, especially as you can expect VirtusPro to probably get into the form of things. They dropped um, two early games, uh, but they should be a much stronger opponent as time goes on. They lost to Hellraisers and Puck Champ. You know, which I, I think again, those teams are very legit. Navi, um, they're two and one, but to be honest, uh, I'm actually I'm more um optimistic about Virtus Pros chances than I am Navi. Um Navi does not look that hot to me, but uh I could be wrong. Ace Monaco Gambit suffering pretty heavily um that team just has one star player uh two star players actually Loranoff and melees are both legit but i think the le- the rest of the team uh is kind of suffering and then empire who's actually zero and four uh i think is a legit team um especially now that they traded out their mid laner they're having a stand in for the rest of the season um they traded out chisui for iceberg who is a more well-known name and I personally have always held Iceberg in pr- decently high regard. So, uh, I think Empire will actually make a run at staying in Division 1, uh, but with a score in 0 and 4, that's going to be pretty hard.
0: I think uh, Navi is the team that I have the most disassociation with because I you know, if you're looking at rosters and you're going by like names of people you know who've succeeded at TI, who've like been around for a while, like you look at Navi's roster and you go oh yeah no one V2 in general solo right like yeah like surely they they're, they're going to like make a dent they're going to be they're going to be competitive but i mean they're dropping games to the lowest teams in the group still and their hardest games are ahead of them so yeah i
1: think um Unfortunately, there are some of these teams that are carried more so by their cores than their supports, and I think Navi is one of them, because I think v is a legit player. I think um, no one can still be a great mid laner, um, even if he's not regarded as such right now. It's just a bad better for him, right? He was a very laning-focused uh, mid player, and mid laners are... Mid lane's are free lane right now. You have, like, infinite body bottle refills, like... It's the skill, you can't really show off too much. And I think General is uh, one of the more legit old school offlane players. You know, between the, the Funix and uh, what, Ghostic, General, yeah, I, I view General as like the most legit out of all those old school guys. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I think Solo and Aloha Dance, I'm not sure if Solo's still got it but we'll see i guess after the break i mean not again they're two and one it's not that big of a deal it's just their first couple losses were pretty bad i would say i thought it was is not great
0: so i think the where where this conversation goes is that you know we take this break we all you know do do the holiday thing do to the new year's thing hopefully no one gets sick we come back we wait a week and then we see who really benefited the most from the time off because you're talking yeah. about you know secret getting stronger eg getting stronger like these teams that are going to you know really evolve as they both get more time and a rep and practice and s- level of seriousness under your belt um so, so that's what I'm, 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 I'm interested in that pre and post break and how that's really going to be affecting teams. Cause there's, there's still some room to shake up, like nothing, nothing set in stone. There's still three weeks left, baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's a weird DPC because it's already stretched out week to week to week and teams can change form. Yeah. Uh, just between two games, if you think about it, right? Like two games, it's two weeks worth of time. A team can turn into something much better or much worse uh, in that period of time. And now it's even awkwarder because now we have a Christmas break in the middle. So there's even more of a, a stretch of time. So it's, uh, it's gonna be weird. We'll see how it folds out. Um, obviously I'll be watching it in a different region, which will be kind of weird. But then again, I'm going to be hosting, I believe. So it's like, yeah, how much does my knowledge really count?
0: NA and EU?
1: I believe I'm hosting NA. Uh, and hopefully I'll be casting some Western Europe. I want to cast. I want to cast. and I want to cast with SVG specifically. Uh, I think that duo could be pretty legit.
0: Could be good. I, I, it's cool that he's he's going to be back there. I don't, I don't know if that's a leak. But
1: uh... oh no, I actually don't know if he's going to be back there either. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I, this I is think they haven't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think they necessarily have decided that. But uh, if he is, I would like to cast with SVG and see how it goes because I think that could be a pretty legit duo.
0: Well, I would, if nothing else, hope for some Cap Jenkins casts because those always make me smile.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I like working with Jenkins quite a bit. So. In fact, I just read a message from him in which he called me a sexist bastard. You fucking neo-Nazi.
0: <laughs> I just wanna. I just wanna make sure that we append "alleged" to to that. <laughs> Jenkins is allegedly uh, calling.
1: No, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what? What do you mean allegedly? No, he's definitely calling me. That. <laughs> I have I have the receipts to back it up. <laughs> I am neither of those things, but uh, it's it's a it's a meme Jenkins likes to. You know, just like he calls BSJ a psychopath, he likes to say that I'm uh, I'm part of the Proud Boys. That's what that's what it is. Because I was bald, you know? Yeah, that's so what that, that was that was, I was going to say. It's, was...
0: it's just going to be because of the hair. Um, yeah. <laughs> he still calls me baldy all the time. If you look at him, you're like, dude. <laughs> I don't
1: like it. I've got so much hair on my face. Excuse like, me. What, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> um. So no one called us out on this, and I'm very happy about it. But the very first show post-Patreon, we didn't actually do the Patreon question segment that we said we were going to do. Really bad at uh, producing, by the way. I don't know why anyone pays me to do that. Um, really bad
1: at following through on promises in general.
0: Woo! You would uh, have a great conversation with multiple of my exes. Um, but oh, that's... I, I've had
1: side poll podcasts as a whole, not you specifically, but... If you want to tank all of it, sure.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, so patreon.com slash side For people who've joined up, there is a, a, a Q&A section on Patreon where you can comment questions that we will answer on the show. Questions or hypotheticals. It's pretty great. We're trying it out now, so I don't know if it's great, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be great. So we, we we pulled a couple for this first installation. If you want to get yours in, you got to please submit them on the site uh, or ask where to post them in Discord. Uh, which, by the way, if you're a patron, you have a new fun role in Caps Discord and you know, a special side channel. But you know, you know, we're doing we're doing most of the things. We just in we're, we're doing the questions now. So uh, inaugural Patreon questions. One thank you. Two. Can you hit me with one of them, Cap?
1: Yes, sir. This one comes from uh, Harsh. Can you tell me your opinions or discuss in the next episode regarding Nigma's performance last year and the start of the season and the extensive use of stand-ins during the period by them? And how much is that a contributing factor to their performance since it's such a disruption in each tournament they're a part of? I love them and am uh, am sad seeing them falter. Yeah, I'm sad too. Uh, I, I'm with you on that. I do not want to see Nigma uh, getting knocked down to the lower bracket. I guess that's something that we, when we were discussing Nigma um, earlier, we didn't actually talk about uh, again. I know we talked about it last episode a bit, but um, the fact that they have been rocking the stand in in RMN that they did not have uh, Miracle. I believe they lost two series mm-hmm. without Miracle.
0: Can it? Can I be Enigma Defender real quick?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: I think that there is a bunch of factors uh, at play here, and I think that Kuro would not be doing this if he saw it as some kind of dire situation. I think that Enigma did the math on how they can limit test themselves, and part of that math might have even really been, "Hey guys, if we don't make it to the first major." That's okay with us. Our goal is to not get relegated. If we do that, we win. I think that being able to give your players like Miracle, like uh, like Mind Control previously, like any like like Kuro who also took time. I think being able to give them time off if they need it to do literally whatever is important and underrated, and something that they have as a unit, I think, earned over the last like three or four years. So. The idea that they are strategically playing with a stand-in doesn't really bother me because I'm, I'm giving Kuro and the team in general the benefit of the doubt that like they've run through the math of what could and couldn't happen. Right?
1: Um, I agree with that to a degree. Um, Dota is still a very much a game of what have you done for me lately? We, we have bypassed that era where just because you're the TI champs, that doesn't mean you get automatically invited to the next TI. Uh, And obviously, that was way back in TI7. Um, Lately, what have they done? Well, they failed to qualify for TI. Um, They did have a very strong showing at the end of the season, and I do believe that if they went to TI, they would not be one of the teams getting bounced out immediately. I think they'd probably put in a a decent-ish fight. Um, So I, I think, you know, kind of legit uh and i think the fact that they had stand-ins is very legit for whatever reason they had them um they did lose at least one series that i think they could have won against team tickles um tundra looks really good right now so i'm not sure if they would have actually beaten them but those are mm-hmm. the two series that they had a stand-in for one of them i think they could have contested um then they went on they, ha- they had miracle and they played up against og but i'm assuming unless. They- I, I highly doubt that they uh, just only had Miracle as a as a out for those official matches. They probably weren't playing with Miracle for overly long mm-hmm. um, before they played up against OG. So that is rough, but it is what it is. And then they went on to be able to beat Team Secret with their with their full lineup. So they lost against OG with their full lineup, but they beat Secret in the following week. And that, not even following week, it was four days later. So, um, that is promising, but not conclusive. Um, I think Secret is kind of okay. I don't think they're the top-tier team that you would expect from them. I think their 2-3 and record is very apt. I do not believe that they're actually a top-two team in in Western Europe. Uh, Mm -hmm. Plus the fact that Kuro just always seems to be able to beat Puppy. No, I don't know what that is. So um, there is still an asterisk on that victory, I think. Uh, It's a good sign that, like, hey, we picked, you know, Miracles back. Right away we have a rough series, but then we get our W finally. That's a good sign for the rest of the season, but uh, not conclusive to me one way or the other, so um i could see a world where they just kind of like casually pop off and they do well on uh, the second half of the season and secure themselves uh, in the upper division but i'm not i'm not sold necessarily on that premise
0: oh I, i'll take it that i am then just slightly more optimistic about their future yeah um, f- favorite enigma fun fact, real quick. Uh, if you haven't noticed, the player cards they submitted the wrong dimensions for their player portraits, so all the, enigma, all the enigma all the Nigma people are a little tiny, and I think it's really funny. Just total non in there. Just I don't know. You, you want to know how I noticed this? How did you know? I noticed this
1: uh, because uh, it's actually a funnier way of noticing this. I clicked on somebody's Dota profile, and they had. I think it was all captains or something. They had like, I know they had Insania and maybe it was Puppy. And they had Kuro as their player card on their profile. You know how you Mm, could put uh, items or whatever. Yeah, so they put these player cards in their profile. Uh, Puppy, Kuro, Insania. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, how could they do my man Kuro like that? Because he looks like he's just a head shorter than everybody else. It's
0: really funny. It's really funny. (laughs)
1: There's all this headspace above him, and it just looks like he's much shorter than the other two guys. And I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> How could they do this to Kuro?" And then I I click on uh, his profile and look at his team, and his entire team is that way. So, yeah,
0: yeah, that that's an error, that's an error on the Orcs part. Um, oopsie, yeah. what's what's next? I think I think we got two more.
1: Uh, next up is facetious man, semi-relating to how fucked up the American healthcare system is, agreed. I know CAP, especially, has done a lot of international travel, so if you both had to choose a new country to permanently move to, where would you go and why? Do you have an answer for this right away?
0: I do, and it's so fucking lame, dude. It's so, it's, my answer is so lame.
1: Is it Canada? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. like it's america with socialized health care what's not to love
0: <laughs> like okay hear me i don't like the, the the hardest part about moving to a different country would be the weather for me as someone who's a lifelong angelino my body is just used to it being 70 all the time as, okay. uh, as soon as you get rid of that like canada which i've been multiple times feels very much the same as what i'm used to
1: it's los angeles
0: well, no 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 not in weather but yeah, like Joey, but like in everything in, 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 in everything else except for weather it feels very what, it like has similar. sun and rain <laughs> not, not even weather just just in general like like i've i have i have enjoyed all my time okay. in canada like c- cities feel very familiar people feel very familiar i think there's a lot of like shared culture and experience and it would yes. and pe- people you know don't you know some people don't even sound funny like there's not even really accents um, depending on where you're at so it would probably be Canada, and then if I if you're like Canada's a dumb answer, Joey, like pick somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know how yeah. lame my second answer is. It would be England, In
1: Mexico. Oh, <laughs>
0: which is also like like painfully similar to the experience that I'm used to.
1: Ugh, you choose England? No, pass, pass.
0: I, I really, I really like their train. Th- th- I, I really like the, 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 tube. I, I think their public transit's great. I have a lot of friends there. Yeah, but that there.
1: means you're living in London. That's expensive as hell. That's more expensive than living in Los Angeles. Fair. Bad answers. Wrong. 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 Um, if I had to live anywhere, uh, my answer is going to be kind of uh tame as well. Um, so for it. If we could just magically so, okay can I change the premise a little bit and yeah, you, yeah, can tw- you give me an answer if you spoke the language and just would like flawlessly like okay, s- speaking the language is really important right so yes. if you could just magically pick up the language where would you live
0: That one is harder for me I would I would probably want to go somewhere mediterranean focused like maybe Croatia or Italy
1: Okay. Yes. Yep. Better answer. Much better answer.
0: But I think, the language um, is important. The language is very important to me.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, I think that that is, that is what's going to make my answer a bit tame as well. Like, if I were to choose anywhere, I agree. Uh, I very much enjoyed Vancouver. Uh, I think Vancouver's great. Um I think you liked Vancouver. Charlie, for example, who loves Los Angeles, said Vancouver is the only other place that I would be willing to live. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, so you know that that like speaks to me. I, I enjoy that kind of climate specifically. So uh, Vancouver is probably the only place I'd be willing to live in Canada, because uh, the rest of Canada is just colder. Yeah, I like
0: um, West Canada. Let's let's be clear too. Like that's. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You don't want French Canada? They probably back. wouldn't
0: like me. They probably wouldn't like me because yeah. I don't, no, again, I don't speak their have. language.
1: Yes. Um, the Okay, so the problem with my answer to this is that I have been... No offense, Europeans. I have been to most of the eh, countries for LAN events. Uh, so if I'm not a big fan of cold and snow going anywhere in the Nordic area... Eh, You know, like going going to Sweden, Finland, anything like that, like, eh. Uh, I wouldn't want to live in the UK. Um, And then we've mostly been in Eastern Europe, um, which is still fine. Uh, There are some like Mm -hmm. great places to live there, I'm sure. But I don't have the experience to have like seen those places because all I know is the city that I'm in. And I don't I, I was not in love with any of the cities that I would be in. Uh, Romania is an easy answer because Ellie's Romanian. So, you know, the whole language thing, she could just take care of so many things for us. And I know Romania is is cheap as shit. And I know I can cheat on my taxes super easily there. So, uh, I would save so much money by living in Romania. Let's put it that way. Uh, I,
0: I have a very, like, I I have a fantasy scenario where I retire to Copenhagen and open a barbecue, like an American barbecue restaurant.
1: Mmm. Okay.
0: I've I, I've fantasized about that more than once, because when I was in Copenhagen, there are there's like zero real like Southern American places where you can go get like, you know, ribs yeah. or brisket instant, or anything
1: like that. Instant culture pickup. I, I know I'm going to like people are going to be like, oh, they speak English there. But it, it's helpful if I could just if I could instantly pick up the language my, from my experience living in Germany. I know that living in a place comes with certain uh, requirements of like interacting with the government and things like that, and filling out official forms that would help if I knew the language. Um, so, uh, but Elia's had very good things to say about Spain. Never been to Spain, never been to Greece, never been to any of those Mediterranean countries that are supposed to be super nice to vacation in because, for whatever reason, Dota tournaments never take us there.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: So I would say those areas, but I can't say for sure. I would yeah. say Korea, but I have never been, or Japan, I've never been. Actually, I don't think I would want to live in Japan, uh, but uh, Korea, maybe.
0: I don't like uh, dense Southeast cities. Asia, yeah.
1: I think I like Singapore a lot. Uh, I like Singapore quite a bit, and, that, and that, that's like one of the only cities that I've been in that I, that I really enjoyed. So I think um, a more... Out there answer would be Singapore, and I don't even necessarily need to know the language because that is just the rich people. I want to live in Southeast Asia somewhere, and I'm rich. You go to Southeast Asia, and you know. That's uh so they 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 are very accommodating to people who speak English so there.
0: For for the record, we named a lot of places that we can potentially see ourselves and like reasons why we like them, but both of us said Canada. Uh one more question. <laughs>
1: Ah <laughs> uh, yes, it's Semper Pie who uh, also does the Arkosh videos. If you haven't checked it out, check out the Arkosh YouTube channel. There's some. Uh, there's going to be a third video going up on there, so check out GIF or GIF. I'm presuming he means GIF or JIF, uh, because if you, you, you use a G, it should be GIF. I'm I'm going to repeat what the internet has told me that the Gaffet, uh, is... excuse me GIF. Stands for graphics something something. So uh, th- the hard G makes sense to me. And it sounds better.
0: Uh, I've said GIF most of my life. I have been bullied I into having it. them be interchangeable. So I could, yes. I could, I could code switch. You deserve switch. that bullying. I could code switch. But if you ask me like after a couple beers on the street and I'm giving you like an instinctive answer, I'm probably going to say GIF. But I can do both. And I agree with arguments for both.
1: You might end up dead that way. You never know who you're going to run into. You might run into the wrong person while you're drunk. You say Jif, and they might go and fly into a homicidal rage.
0: That reminds me, next week I'll tell you the story about how I got into a fight outside of a taco truck on Friday. But... Oh! Yeah, that's we got to talk a lot about Dota. When we need that story, I'll pull it out of the hat next week. Anywho, uh, if you want to ask, that's just that's a that's a tease. They call that a tease in the mm. business. Um, if if you want to ask a question on Patreon, uh, join the Discord, join the Patreon, Patreon.com/sidepole. Thank you all for asking your questions and your support, both with your eyeballs and your earballs and your money balls. And yes, oh,
1: you mm. only have to pay ten dollars to ask us a question any question you want much like the ad which you can spend $500 to play whatever kind of ad you want and we'll support it Uh, you can also pay $10 to ask any kind of question you want we'll we'll, we'll air it we'll talk about it maybe we won't give you honest answers but we'll talk about it
0: (laughs) Uh, one more point of order I am pretty sure that next week we'll be taking the week off for Christmas
1: oh (laughs) boo. (laughs) okay
0: and see you next year.